I think we can say amen again. That was remarkable. All the way from Babylon. That was just, just perfect. Thank you for making the trip and, uh, thank you for blessing us with that music. It is a real privilege to be here today with you and to celebrate the Sabbath amongst fellow believers and friends. This, this is really, really nice. Now, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. My plane got in late. I arrived at my hotel at 3.08 local time. And they said, be at the church by 10. And I flew in from Nevada, which is, there's a time difference. And I thought the bags under my eyes would be bigger than the bags that I carried with me. And when I pulled up, um, I, I was just a little weary, and I sat in that chair, and, and I was just hoping that what had happened to me once, I was preaching in Australia, and, I, and, and again, a time difference, and I sat in a chair similar, and they had to shake me to tell me it was time to preach. <laughs> and it was amazing how my snoring was impacting the special music, (laughs) but it was rhythmic, I'm sure. (laughs) So I just prayed that that would not happen today, and uh, everything so far was just perfect. The way the stories were interwoven together, and to hear the impact that God had on the lives of the young adults that stood up and through them the lives of the children and 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 the one uh when she talked about seeing her sisters praise the lord that just i was tearing up with her and i said what is happening to me <laughs> this is all right this has been an incredible day in the Hebrew boys and Daniel, that was an incredible song. But I bring you greetings from the Nevada-Utah Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, our newly elected president, Ed Keyes, and our newly elected executive secretary, Carlos Camacho. Uh, I bring you greetings from the love of my life, who wishes she could be here, but school starts for her on Monday. She is a school teacher, and her, uh, I don't know how many kids she'll have this year. She teaches public school in Reno, Nevada, and, well, they start Monday, and God bless them. I don't envy her at all. Also bring you greetings. He would have come, but he has a job now, and I'm praising God for that. My son... The Lord works in mysterious ways, and David just graduated from high school, and he's going to La Sierra University uh, beginning next month, and the Lord uh, saw David just reclining and being in the house all day and all night, 
and taking my car and just driving out the gas and not replenishing it and asking me for funds to take care of his activities. And the Lord realized that this could not go on much longer or David's father would be broke and irritated. As David said, I'm on summer break. Why do I have to do anything around the house? And I knew I had to get the oil out and anoint somebody in the house. (laughs) And the Lord realized this and he found David Jr. what is called a job. And he works 10 hours a day and he's exhausted when he comes back and he makes his own money. And, and, and while there may be weeping and gnashing of teeth on his part, his mother and I have realized the joy of the Lord and it is our strength. We praise God for that. <laughs> so he would have been here, but he works. <laughs> So it's all good. I don't mind at all. (laughs) I don't mind at all. And it is really good to see all of my friends, uh, youth directors from across Lake Union. In one way or another, I've worked with all of you and, and it's really nice to, to see you. Uh, Pastor North, congratulations. You were recently, as you said, elected in Lake Region, and I couldn't be more happy and more proud of anyone, and I liked your Facebook page, and I'm going to follow it, man, and I'm, I'm, I'm supporting you 100%. I, I, I love you, man, and I appreciate the ministry that you're doing, uh, and I would be remiss if I can say two more quick things. I would be remiss if I did not recognize Pastor Gregory uh, Taylor, his lovely wife, Kim, and their two beautiful children. Two and a half years ago, I had major open heart surgery. I was dying. And uh, that was bad. That was bad. And I had to go to Mayo Clinic, have this rare type of surgery. They only did a couple of them. And they said, there's a chance that you could expire on the table. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like milk or cheese? <laughs> what are you talking I got a date? <laughs> what are you talking about here? And then they explained this expiration thing to me. And, and, and I said, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> My wife said, well, we have faith because we have Jesus. (laughs) It was easy for her to say it wasn't her on that they were going to do that too. And I understood that I had preached, you know, for years, but that was going to be me on that table. And that concerned me greatly. And my friends from Wisconsin came to Minnesota, had dinner with us. You paid for it. I will never forget that. You can do that anytime you want, you know. Praise the Lord. (laughs) My son took me out to dinner the other week. It was just great. 
he has a job. Can you tell I'm happy about that? Uh, but you paid for it. I like that too. And uh, we hung out, and you you all were there. I was looking at the pictures. Your children were smaller then, but you were there when I went into the operating room. And the first sermon I preached, I had to be, you didn't know this, but I was in a wheelchair for most of that time. I wasn't when I went in there to preach, though. And the Lord gave strength. And two months later, I was back preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in a lot of pain, but doing what I do, and you believed. And you will always, always, what a capital A, always, you will always have a special place, the four of you in my heart. And I, I love you guys, and thank you, thank you. And lastly, I just bring you greetings from Jesus. Because I go about and do what he tells me to do, and I am so grateful that he has spared my life to be able to share the gospel as often as I do. Again, turn to First Samuel. I think it was Jenny I don't have. Let me look on here. Yes, Jenny, you read this. I think you sat over there. Jenny, thank you. I'm going to read just three verses if I can. And you read it more beautifully than I ever could. But I just want to look at verses 45, 46, and 47 of 1 Samuel 17. Elder Ron Whitehead, it's good to see you here. I, I hear you got something going on this week, so I think I'll stop by and see how things go with you and your almost 50,000 friends. Starting with verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. We're going to talk a couple minutes on a giant of a God. Let's pray. Jesus, it's time. We want to hear from you. It's all about you. This whole week coming up, all the preparation that went into it, and all the reflection that'll follow. It's all about you. And so now, Lord, we want clear direction. We want clear words from you. 
May what take place in every facet of this service today bring a smile to your face. May our worship be pleasing to you. And in the process, Lord, can you just give us a little something to give us that energy, that extra unction to carry on and do your will. We love you, Lord, and we commit this moment to you. In Jesus' name, amen. The other night, I was, I suffer from chronic insomnia. It's the medication that I take. So I don't sleep. And I was up, I don't know, it was like two, three in the morning, I don't know. And, uh, my mind was on one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Now Jesus, he's my favorite Bible character. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Love Jesus. So don't, I'm not gonna include Jesus in this. But my favorite Bible character. <laughs> Ever since I was a little boy and discovered what my name was. And I realized that biblically he, he, he was a great man. My favorite Bible character is David. <laughs> and I just, I just loved the stories about, I mean, he had a few, you know, he had a little Bathsheba problem, but other than that, you know, and I've tried to be like him, not in always, but, but, uh, you know, I, I, I like David. And I was thinking about him uh, while I was insomnia, and 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 I, I I remembered this little video that I used to show to my son, who is also named David. I shared the greatness. I I I I, I and I wanted to find the video, and I couldn't think of the name of the video. And I was googling and binging and doing all kind of stuff for hours trying to find that video. And then I I, I asked the Lord. I said, Jesus, I know this is something small, but can you please let me remember? what this was so I can find it on YouTube and watch it because I'd been thinking about it for a few days. Within a few seconds, it wasn't a voice. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it just appeared on my screen when I touched something. Well, look at that. Thank you, Jesus. And I sent it to my son who I knew was sleeping because he had to get up in the morning. I knew he was asleep, but I sent it to him so when he woke up, he could remember this video of David and Goliath. Next thing I know, I heard footsteps run down. Oh, I heard these things run, brr, coming down the stairs. He's like, Dad! It's like, Dave, you're up. He's like, yeah, man, I couldn't sleep. So it was, and after, after he came down, we sat and we watched the video. Now you have to understand, my son, religious things, it's not really his thing. You know, he's 18, he's cool. 
girls is his thing. Looking good. Certain musics. He's, but he came down to watch a David and Goliath cartoon with me. And then we found the whole series. So we watched Jonah and Moses and the creation and the, and the resurrection. And we just started watching and I'm thinking, dude, you gotta get up. Then I said, wait, I gotta get up too. But it was, it was one of those moments where you just, you don't want to let go. And they have songs on those things because it's for little kids. And we were singing the songs like it was nobody's business. And it just felt so real. And I felt encouraged. And we hugged and he went to sleep and I continued to sit on the sofa. I didn't go to bed that night. I just thought about what had all taken place. But that story of David is a remarkable story. Don't you wish you could get in a time machine sometimes and just go backwards and see some of this stuff for yourself? Can you imagine what it must have been like for the children of Israel? They're on this side of the mountain. The Philistine army is on this side of the mountain and the valley of Elah is between them. And every day the Philistine champion comes to the top of the hill, makes his way and says, like it said in the cartoon, I'm going to quote that cartoon, who will fight me today? And then if you you were in the time machine, could you imagine all the Israelites When big nine-foot-tall guy comes, I saw Shaquille O'Neal in person. He's big. (laughs) Goliath was bigger. He could dunk without jumping. And if he hung on the rim, the whole thing would come down. Even if he just pulled it, Goliath was big guy. So just imagine a big guy coming down. Who will fight me today? And seeing everybody scatter. Day after day after day. This problem. This situation. This challenge. Greets you first thing in the morning. I looked around and saw how many people have worked with young people over the years. How many of you know that each day that you're working with them, when you wake up, you have no idea what it is you're going to face? Hey, hey, next week Monday will bring a challenge. Next week Tuesday will bring a challenge. Pastor Ron, next week Wednesday, I have a feeling that something's going to happen that will perplex you on that day. Thursday, Friday, and then Sabbath is the big day. Many of you know that there are challenges that come at the top of the hill every day and shouts at you, who will fight me today? 
sometimes you don't want to deal with it. Sometimes life can be hard. Sometimes life stinks. Sometimes you just want to find the other side of the mountain and you wish there was no valley of Elah and this giant that's in your life will go away. You ever felt that way? You ever wish that it would just go away? I'm sure that's how the children of Israel felt. Day after day after day. Wait, wait, wait. It says it happened 40 days. So I want you to think back. What were you doing 40 days ago? I don't remember what I did yesterday. (laughs) But what were you doing 40 days ago? Could you imagine somebody taunting you? Something in life happening to you day after day after day after day after day. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. I was preaching in New Zealand in January, preaching for camp meeting, North New Zealand conference. I was excited because I was in New Zealand. (laughs) I was in New Zealand. And I'm walking to the tent Friday night. It was one of those nine-day camp meeting deals, you know. So I'm preaching all nine days. I'm excited. I'm walking Friday night, the first night. Me and Jesus, I'm, he's in my thoughts. I'm walking. I'm about to go preach. I'm thinking, and my cell phone rings. My first thought is, I'm in New Zealand. You know how much this is per minute for me to answer this? And I wasn't going to answer it. You know, I felt the Lord will handle whoever it is that needs something. But I looked and saw my wife's face and her name appear on my phone. And I realized that Jesus, while I love him and he should answer it, I need to answer it too. So I answered it. Hello? Like, I'm about to preach. How you doing? I said that so we can get off quick. (laughs) How you doing? And she said, the doctor just called me and told me that they found three tumors inside of me. I'm thinking, I'm about to go preach. (laughs) Can we get off the phone quick? The doctors just found three tumors inside of me. Have you ever had a giant come on top of a mountain and shout down at you and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it? Suddenly I forgot all about the people I was going to preach to. I forgot where I was and all I could think of is I'm not there and I'm gone for two weeks and my wife has to deal with this. And the giant was standing taunting her 
and the giant was standing and taunting me. Have you ever had those days when you did not feel like fighting? When the devil knew what was going on and he gets you between the rock and the hard place. He throws everything at you but the kitchen sink. And then you see him with his wrench unscrewing that to throw it to. Have you ever had those days? Then you know how the children of Israel felt. Day after day, Goliath taunting them. And there's nothing they can do. It's like when you get a phone call about your children and you've prayed over them, you've worked with them, and then you get the phone call that you didn't want to get. They're in trouble, they're injured, they're fill in the blank. Giants that appear on top of the hill. Or you're a young person and you hear your parents arguing and then the inevitable happens and your life is changed forever giants that appear at the top of the hill maybe it's a social issue maybe it's a financial issue maybe it's an academic issue whatever the case may be if you live long enough there will be a Goliath to stand and taunt you and there will be times when you feel like there is Nothing you can do. And then something happened. There's this young guy who showed up on the scene. He showed up. His dad had said, go take some food to your brother's. So he rolls up there, taking food to my brothers, taking cheese and milk, soy, to my brothers. <laughs> and he's just doing his thing, and he feels like there's an earthquake. It's like, what is that? Just Goliath walking, but he, it, it that's how it was in the cartoon. And, and, and so, so I can, I'm, I'm imagining from the cartoon, you understand. So it, 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 it was like, he's, what is this? And then he hears this guy, big guy, cursing his God. And nobody's doing anything about it. I've been married for 21 years. Praise Jesus. I love my wife. I really do. I think she's gorgeous. And I still wonder why she married me. Well, it's the truth. It's that you look at her and you look at me and you say there is a God. <laughs> and I, I, I was somewhere. I don't remember where I was, but I was in my house. That's where I was, I remember. And I was there, and, and my wife was somewhere. I don't know where she was, but she came home. 
And she told me this story of how she had gone to the store and someone disrespected her at the store and the cashier and they got rude and they said all this stuff to her. And, 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 and like what it says in the Bible, it said about Nebuchadnezzar when they, it says King James Version, his visage changed. Well, when she told me what happened, my visage changed. And before I could even pray and ask the Lord for wisdom, this was bad. I confess now. I was in my car. (laughs) And I drove to the store. Yes, I did. (laughs) And in Jesus' name, (laughs) I took care of business. And when I left there, I had everything she wanted plus an apology and, a, and, and certificates that if she wanted to come back, she could get stuff. And I came back in my house. Pastor Greg, you know, when you have accomplished something and your wife and you roll up on your wife and you, you just sit back like I'm the man. <laughs> And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm five foot seven. My wife is five foot one. We both short, but I was six foot tall that day. I rolled up shoulder, everything, boom! Your knight in shining armor has taken care of you. And she said, you went up there and did? Yes, I did. It was like a light was shining on me and music was playing. And the band appeared above my head. And she said, you're the greatest. And I said, I know. (laughs) You don't let people mess with someone you're close to. You don't let them talk about someone you're close to. And Goliath was cursing God. Now, I want you to think about all the things that God has done for you in your life. He woke you up this morning, like the song says, started you on your way. I want you to think about all the cool stuff he's done. And then imagine somebody talking about him, cursing him. And nobody's doing anything about it. David. Don't talk about my God like that. You ought to get mad when you watching certain things and they talking about your God. And they're misrepresenting your God. And they're misrepresenting what Christianity is all about. And they're misrepresenting what you stand for. It ought to upset you when you hear certain dialogue certain types of things on the movies and in the music and on the videos or whatever. It ought to frustrate you. You ought to get mad. Because it's just, it's, 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 it's like those people were talking about my wife. Or if someone was messing with my son, now he's six foot one, he can take care of me now. But, but it's like when he was little and somebody was messing with him. I wouldn't stand for that. Yet we sit back. People all over Christianity and what it's about. 
And it's like we agree with it. We laugh with it. Like it's all good. I know what they really meant. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. And the devil is somewhere laughing. David got upset. And he went to the brethren. And he said, what's going on? We need some activity. We need some action. We need to be doing something. And the brethren shut him down. Shouldn't you be playing with your sheep? Go throw a rocket somewhere. What are you doing here, little brother? You're not even a soldier. What can you do? How many times do we say that, Pastor Charlie, to our young people? What can you do? I've been to places where they hadn't had a youth day in centuries, it seems like. And then they say to me, Pastor, why are our young people leaving? And I'm thinking in my head, if I wasn't preaching here today, I'd leave too. We were somewhere, David was little, I went to preach. This is not part of what I wanted to say, but it just hit me. We were in the church, and David Jr., he was the type, you don't ask him any questions. And we were at the church, and and, and the lady asked him after service, how did you like church today? And I started sprinting. I just wanted to just tackle him, you know. He was like four. And he said, Daddy, you always told me not to lie. And I was just trying to grab him. I was diving like football, you know, like I was a linebacker. And before I could get to him, he looked at her in her home church. I'm the visitor. This is the most boring church I've ever been to in my life. He said, how old are you people? 80? And I'm like, <laughs> like, man, I hope my dad never preach here again. And that's just when I arrived. And instantly, all you know how everybody hears stuff. They all looked at him, and they all looked at me. <laughs> and I said, these kids today. <laughs> He's like, what, dad? I'm telling the truth. I'm like, be quiet, David. Just be quiet. Why do you want me to be quiet, dad? Why are you whispering to me? <laughs> Needless to say, they never asked me to come back. <laughs> we have places where we tell our kids, you're too young. You may not read the scripture correctly. You may not enunciate properly. You may not this. You may smile. You may get nervous when you're up there. There's a specific way, and if you don't train up a child in the way he should go, when he's old, then you wonder, people wonder, where are they? What's going on? They told David, go back to where you came from. But David was a different kind of guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he said. <laughs> he kept going and going and going until he finally got to the king. King tried to put his own armor on him, you know. And sometimes we might try to put our armor on the young people. We want them to do it the way we did it. This is what brought me into the church. I was baptized in 1982 on my 12th birthday, June 26, 1982. And there was a certain things that brought me in at 12. And in my mind, I think that's the way it should be. Even though I was 12, 32 years ago, I think that's the way it should be because it got me in, it can get them in too. But I discovered quick kids of the day, man. Woo! I have a son. I've learned a lot from him. He's a great teacher. <laughs> Don't put your own armor. David said, I got this. And he started on his way. And then you get to my favorite verse. I think it's verse 42. I don't have the Bible in front of me. But it says David was young. He was ruddy and good looking. (laughs) I had to show that to my wife. I said, honey, she said, yes. I said, do you believe the Bible to be true? (laughs) She said, yes. You believe every word is inspired by God? She said, yes. I said, here it is. (laughs) David is ruddy and good looking. It is biblical. I want you to look at your ruddy and good-looking husband. She said it also says to beware false prophets. I had to rebuke her and send her on her way. But David was just a young fella, ruddy and good-looking, and here he is, and here's Goliath. And the meeting is about to happen. And Goliath had a dude in front of him, the shield bearer. He had the big stick. He had the helmet. He had everything. He's protected. David didn't have anything. And you have this imposing figure. Pastor North, you you, you a big guy, man. You my brother. I love you. But you a big guy. Okay, and I would not fight you. Okay, because I, I had heart surgeries. And, and, and if you just look at me, I might just fall down, you know. You, I could not imagine, and if you start running down a hill, you're not gonna stop right away. Your momentum will take you into whatever it is, and you will knock it out. I've heard stories, you a bad boy in your day, so you would knock it out. Okay, Goliath is running down this thing. And he's saying, I'm a dog. You come at me with sticks and stones. They break your bones, names. What are you doing? I'm going to do all this stuff to you. Just like your problems say to you when they come to you. 
and you're in a hopeless, helpless situation. Just like when you're in a country far, far away and your wife tells you she has tumors inside of her and there is nothing you can do to make it better. The giant comes running. And David says the words that inspire me to this day. He said, uh-huh. You might have all this. You are well protected. It looks like you're going to win. You come at me <laughs> with a sword and a spear. But I come to you in the name of the Lord. How many of you know there's power in the name of the Lord? There is victory in the name. (laughs) When you just call on the name of the, wait, 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 wait. I was driving my car and I hit a patch of ice. And there was this cement embankment there. And I lost control of the car. And the car is heading towards it. And all I could think of is, I'm about to die. And I'm going for it. And there, But there's power in the name of Jesus. So much so that I didn't even say his name. All I could say was, yeah! And I closed my eyes. Yeah! Then I opened my eyes and I was three lanes over driving down the road like it was nothing. And when I opened my eyes, I said, Jesus. <laughs> and I wondered, how did I get over there? There is power in the name of Jesus. I'm lying on the op, I'm lying there. They're about to take me back to do this operation where they took my heart out, cut it up, put it back in and restarted me and I came back to life and they said you could expire. Last thing I remembered saying was Jesus. When my wife came out of surgery on April 22nd, 2014, this year, when they removed everything, they told me that because of her blood issue, she might not make it. The one and a half hour operation took over four hours. And the doctor came out, the surgeon, looking at the ground. And I knew in my heart of hearts that my wife was gone. And all I could say, oh Jesus, all I could say over and over again was Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he came up and said to me, it may have taken us a while, but in a couple of weeks, your wife will be just fine. She'll be good as new. There is power in the name of Jesus. David said, you come into me with this sword and a spear, but I got the fellow who made the sword, who made the spear, who made the elements, the career. I know the guy who made you. And this day, I'm going to feed y'all. 
to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And everybody will know that there is a God in Israel. How many of you know sometimes God lets things happen in your life just to prove to other people that he is God? You say, Lord, let me be a witness for you today. Be careful what you ask for. Because he will have you be a witness for somebody. You go through some things. Goliath ran down. David ran down. And then David did the strangest thing. Apparently, Goliath wasn't moving fast enough for him. So he started running up Goliath's hill. I'm going to say that again. He started running up Goliath's hill. He didn't let the problem intimidate him. He took it on head on. He faced reality. He looked at it and said, I got you because he knew that the Lord had his back. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So when David was running, there was goodness and there was mercy following him all the day as he ran up that hill to face this thing that he was going to deal with. God told me to tell you, you got to run up that hill and face what it is. Whatever the situation, whatever the problem, you got to look it in the eye. Look the devil in the eye, Jonathan. Tell him I got God on my side. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. I got Jesus. And like the song says, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. He's running up the hill to face this thing. I got to quit. He's running up the hill. Goliath's running down. All of Goliath's momentum suggests that he has the advantage. And sometimes life will seem like it has the advantage. Sometimes it looks like you're in for a fall. Then David pulled out a stone. He pulled out a rock, rock of ages, cleft for me. And I can imagine when he had that rock in his hand, he was thinking about all those times that God came through for him. I need you to think Pastor Sergio, good to see you. I need you to think of all those times that God came through for you. When you start doubting, when life gets too hard, just remember what he did for you in the past. Remember where he brought you from and grab a hold of that rock and don't let it go. Face your problems head on. My mother was 14 years old when she gave birth to me. She was 13 when, (laughs) so she was 14 when I came. 
and life said that he's not going to be anything. Life said, because of where I lived and how I grew up, my great-grandmother, who was 60 years old, raised me. Life said, he's not going to turn out to be anything. But the Lord said something different. And when you got the Lord on your side, he is the wind beneath your wings. He can carry you up any hill to face anything. I believe that, Richard Park, with all my heart and all my mind, David ran up, pulled out the rock. That's how they did it in the cartoon. Goliath was like, ah! That's rock flying noise. Found this mark. Boom! The Lord will always find his mark. Boom! Struck the center of that problem. Like they said, down goes Frazier. <laughs> down goes Goliath. <laughs> Boom! David went over there, grabbed that sword. He remembered what he said about the head. The little kids in here. <laughs> so David removed something. <laughs> Walked around with that object in his hands said, God is the man. God is the man. I'm done. That's what I wanted to say. Title was Giant of a God. In the cartoon that David Jr. and I watched the other night, they have a song called Giant of a God. Since my surgery, I can't, my voice is terrible, scratchy. I can't sing, but I'm going to sing this song. But I'm going to close my eyes so I won't see you. Because I'm embarrassed. I've been thinking about this all day. I'm like, no. But the Lord just said, sing it, David. Like, thanks, God. <laughs> Appreciate that. But the song is called Giant of a God. And as David in the cartoon is walking to face Goliath, he sings, I've got a giant of a God, you see, bigger than the trouble in front of me. And even nine feet tall starts looking pretty small next to the giant of a God with me. And I think of that every time. I'm facing something. I think of that, that I got the giant 
of a God with me. I think about that when I went through my rehabilitation from my surgery. And it took years to get to the, well, it took 18 months to get to the point where I could even function. And the devil said, you'll never preach again. You'll never this again. You'll never that again. But I got a giant of a God with me. And get this. Get this. He's with you too. He's not just mine exclusive. He's yours too. All you have to do All you have to do, all you have to do is call on him. And he's right there. Wait, wait. Isaiah 65, 24. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. So he'll be right there by your side. Pastor Ron, you, you, you about to... Have some fun. <laughs> God bless you. You love this stuff, man. We, we, I tell you, I tell you, we're going to pray for you and your sanity. <laughs> but when you call on God, he's, and you're going to call on him a lot over the next few days. going to be right there with you like super glue. And even when it seems like nobody understands, even when the road gets so hard, even when your wife questions, why are we doing this again? (laughs) Don't you remember five years ago? I want you to remember that no matter how big this task seems, you got a giant of a God with you. You work with young people and it seems at times like you are making no headway, but you got a giant of a God with you. You got your own personal issues. And you gotta help somebody else, but you got a giant of a God with you. Pastor Greg, February 23rd, 2012, two months and one day after my major open heart surgery, Two months and a day when the doctor said it'll take you about a year to get back to normal. When they wouldn't let me drive, I couldn't even go to my mailbox and get my mail. (sighs) My mother-in-law was at the house while my wife worked and she thoroughly enjoyed being there. (laughs) And I was totally helpless. (laughs) Praise God. That's over. (laughs) February 23rd. I was with you guys. And the giant of a God said, 
They might say a year, but I'm God. And I stood there and preached. And I know when I picked up that chair and I was Jesus on carrying the cross and I fell down, the gasp that was in that room was amazing. (gasps) He fell. (laughs) Is he all right? I managed to stand back up and I had mental note, don't ever do that again. But people gave their lives to Jesus. That's what it's about. It doesn't matter how you are, where you are, what you're going through. You got a giant of a God. And as long as you got the rock, keep a couple in your pocket because those Goliaths have some brothers and they may need a rock too. But as long as you got the rock. I tried him for myself. It worked. 44 years of it. And I decided I'm going to keep going. And I believe you will too during this week with these young people. When you create memorable experiences for them. When you go back home. You'll remember you have a giant of a God. Let's pray. Jesus, they're about to sing behind me. That's cool. You're a giant of a God. And can I just say thank you to you? Can I just give you some praise right now? Can I just express my gratitude to you? You say in 3 John 1, 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And Lord, you allow us to work with you in that endeavor. What a privilege is ours to work with your children. Thank you for thinking enough of us that you feel you could trust us With such a task. Now Lord it's bigger than us. But you a giant of a God. So the same way David. Tackled that hill. The same way he faced his Goliath. Can you be the wind beneath our wings. And help us face ours. Please. Help us to accomplish what will bring you the most glory. Not what we want, but what's in your best interest. And then, Jesus, can I ask you one more thing? Just one. Just one. When you come again, receive us unto yourself. Can we hear you say, Just two words. Because we don't hear it too much when we do what we do. But it'll be so incredible just to hear you say, well done. We love you, Lord. And we dedicate our service over the next few days and for the rest of our lives. We dedicate it to you, Jesus. Thank you for this awesome privilege. And help us to show others 
What a giant of a God you are. That's my prayer. I'm done. Now, Jesus, the rest is up to you. Please do with it as you see fit. We love you, Lord, and we commit ourselves to you again. For we ask these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we have been blessed this morning. We have been challenged this morning. We have been sent out with courage to face the future this morning. Dear Lord, as we leave this place, may we be a mighty army for you, knowing that you are the giant and that you do have control over the outcome of things. We praise you, we glorify you, and we leave taking you with us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody be seated, please. Uh, Happy Sabbath. I'm Ron Whitehead. Uh, They keep telling me I'm in charge of something, and I'm I'm not real sure what's going on anymore. Too many people are uh, carrying everything. I want to recognize a few here today. From the Lake Union Conference, we have an Ohio conference. We have all the uh, young adults that run those camps, young adults making this camp re-happen. If you're part of the Lake Union Ohio Conference and you came to help make the camp re, could you stand right now? It's uh, looking around. Yep. We need to affirm them. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much. You can sit down. And also we have, I think, some uh, young adults in Atlantic Union. Uh, is Josue, Cort- is Jos- Josue Cortez here? Okay. I'm looking uh, this way. Maybe not. Yes. And then uh, we're happy to have uh, several of our union youth directors here. I think we have, um, I'm looking, uh, Ken Rogers is in the back, Southern Union. Thrilled to have him here. Uh, what other unions? I'm looking, Hubert, where's Hubert? Uh, looking once, twice. I want to see, oh, Hubert came to church. We're so happy for him. <laughs> we're so happy for him. He's, he's always, you know, he's coming back. So we're excited about that. And then I think uh, Pastor James Black was coming yesterday. He's our division youth director, and I don't know if he's here today. I looked around a little bit, but I know he's headed this direction, so we're excited, his support and participation. But I think there's other young adults that came just to do the shower houses. Are you here today, those that came just to do shower houses? They're, they're still coming. Okay, they're coming with Hu- Hubert's ahead of them, I guess. You made it first, and they're coming, still coming. And then there's other young adults that are doing the acting and they've been practicing for weeks to prepare for the story of of Daniel. Uh, If you could stand, we can recognize you for your presence here. Yep, there they are. They've been working hard. Thank you. Yep. Yep, good to have you. Yep, good to see everybody. And then uh, I'm missing, I'm missing some others. All all those that helped set up this campery this last week, or if you think you did, If you could, and we haven't recognized you yet, could you stand? A Maranatha group and all the others, here are the sets and props people, and yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah, Roger Hatch, the whole crowd, Maranatha. Uh, you know, it's talked about in our message today, I appreciate uh, a lot of those thoughts, it took me back in time. Uh, what's unique about Pathfinders, it's cross-generational. We need the young people to lead, for sure, no doubt there. We need their energy, creativity, and all that. But we also need the wisdom and the consistency of the past, you know. I mean, when you blend those two together, 
You can create extraordinary things. And I believe that's what happens at local church. And no doubt what's happening on 500 acres here, just a few miles from where we're sitting today. Uh, It will be an amazing gathering. We're all going to be living history uh, in various ways. I mean, not just the numbers, but just the logistics and everybody here participating and helping with that. I just want to thank you. And today, every five years, I come to this church just to pay my tithe. And uh, so I'm back. Every five years, I come here. And so the check's in the mail. No, it's here. It's here. And uh, But, you know, we love the hospitality of the Fox Valley Church. After we work all week long, it's just nice to come into a place of worship. And uh, I just want to thank all the members here. And Dr. Connor, are you still doing dentistry? Is that right? And you're still giving free dentistry away, is, is what I heard? Is that, you know, is that, send them up? Yeah, send them up. That's right, okay. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Actually, we did have a situation a few years ago. We had a staff person, no insurance, and, and, and it was in a bind and had some pain, and you took care of them. I, I appreciate. Uh, Dr. Connor's big part of the, uh, I think it's Kevin Wilkinson here. Kevin's a over-the-top kind of investor in this campery. He's downstairs. Okay, and he's... Uh, been a big supporter, and there's many other names I can mention from this local church. Our pastor, is he here? Did we get rid of him, or do we still have him? Oh, he's right, yeah, he's right here, okay, yeah, okay. Well, you know, you, you know, it, it, when we come to town, a lot of times pastors leave, you know, I don't have you know, anything to do, you know. They just go, you know, hey, they got that down the road. This just, just got here, okay. Hey, and we appreciate you being at the walk-around uh, just recently. Uh, we appreciate your presence, yeah. Uh, Oh, and James uh, just arrived, I understand. James Black, our division youth director. And hey, there he is in the back. Everybody say hi, James. Yeah. Nice tie there, James. Nice, nice tie. <laughs> this, is a this is my kind of worship service because I felt the Holy Spirit today, I, uh, the presence, the fellowship. And now I think we have a little bit of an announcement about, uh, I understand some great food coming up. Is that right? Okay, here we go.